Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat You and Me, hosted by Crystal of crystalsays.com. Today's episode is all about the body, its ownership, and its rights. What prompted this topic is the fact that I can recall a time where I was at work and I was issuing an apology. I was being sarcastic and snarky during the day, making jokes uh, to a coworker, and I was just, you know, being silly. So I decided, you know what? Not everybody gets my sarcasm. I'm gonna apologize. So I was issuing an apology, and at that very moment when I was gonna say, okay, I'll give you a hug, you know, I'm sorry, I'm making amends. My coworker decided that it was an opportune time for him to come on in and motorboat me. No, it did not go off well. I slapped him so hard, his contacts flew out. I was in shock. It was, it was as if everything went in slow-mo and then there was a freeze frame. I stood there frozen like is this happening is it, it everything around me seemed to have stopped and it was going in slow-mo and the next thing I knew my hands were reaching back and flying forward and that's when I slapped him and the contacts flew out somewhere I don't know don't care but the fact that he thought it was okay to bury his face in my chest and shake his head in my bosom is a big problem and was a big problem then. And it wasn't that we were alone. We were in the company of a bunch of other coworkers while we were on lunch on a break. And our supervisor was there. So I still don't know at this very moment what could have gone through his mind think that that was going to be okay. I, I, I honestly don't know. But you know what? At this point in my life, I don't care what was going through his mind. My slap to his face rectified it. It never happened again. Ever. And after that, we were cool. So this brings me to the topic of rape culture and I am saddened that there is a hashtag now while what happened to me on that job was nowhere near the 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 seriousness and the the shamefulness of what is rape culture but it isn't far because if I didn't stand up boldly and have the reflexes that I did at that time who knows what might have happened if if he or anyone else who saw thought it was okay to do thought it was acceptable from from me to me you know it makes me wonder what if anything fuels rape culture Outside of it getting swept under the rug, outside of women being 
blamed for how they dress or being flirtatious. And outside of either two more things, those who cry wolf and say something happened when it generally did not happen, thereby making it horrible for the people who are victims, whether male or female, or two, because it's largely popular, at least this is what we hear, for men to be rapists of women. So then we just hear, boys will be boys. What are we really teaching our children? Are we teaching our girls to grow up to be women who accept this sort of thing? And in order to avoid being raped, you don't wear certain clothing and you don't go certain places. Now, granted, using wisdom will tell you you don't go certain places, whether male or female, okay, at a certain time of night or looking a certain way. But it doesn't matter if you... If you were naked as you were born and you wanted to stand in the middle of the street, that alone does not give anyone, and I mean anyone, the right to invite themselves to your body. It does not matter. We're not debating whether or not you should be wearing clothes because you want to protect your body or honor your body or anything like that. That is not the point today. That's a whole other topic. The point that we're talking about today is what is an acceptable invitation to your own body because you have ownership and rights. It is your body. If you don't make that invitation, no one else can go ahead and crash the party. It does not work that way. And the fact that We have allowed it to go on for so long and we've made so many feeble excuses. It's so perturbing. It's so irritating because I'm thinking about the young men and women that we're raising today. Are we letting little boys have a free pass and and training them that, hey, you don't have to respect a woman's body. You don't even have to respect your own body. Or are we also training our girls to to make them think that if they like a certain fashion or if they don't speak up on something, then it is their fault. Or what we are facing in our current society is if you now speak out after years of having been molested, raped, sexually harassed, then did it really occur? Or was it even that's serious because you've waited decades or a decade or five years or whatever the time frame is to now come to light? Are you just seeking attention? Now, granted, there are some people who are seeking attention and they will do these things and they will make it bad for those who have been victims. But for those who are legitimate victims, You would be a fool to call that person an attention seeker just because they didn't say anything for 10, 20, 30 years. It doesn't matter what year they come out to finally say it. The fact that they finally had the courage to say something 
about it is what they should be comforted about and what they should be helped through. You don't know what mental baggage was weighing on them. There are many things I had to unburden and it finally felt so good to just vent it. Even vent it to my mother about things that happened when I was younger. And it felt so good to just let it out. And you heal. It is a healing process. You don't know if that person was feeling ashamed. You don't know if that person was threatened to keep their mouth shut. To whether it was to protect family, protect friend, protect themselves. You don't know what it is. So if you don't know, to all of those who are out there making these claims saying, oh, it's not real. And why did you wait so long? Just shut up or get over it. I would go ahead and venture to tell you to shut up. Shut your mouth because you don't know. You don't know. And if you don't know, you should not speak on it. For anyone who has gone through something traumatic in their life and have finally found the courage to speak out about it, kudos on you. And I do wish you all the best and and comfort and healing with finally getting it out. For those of you who are nervous or afraid or debating whether or not you should open your mouth, I'm going to encourage you today, open your mouth, say something, say something to someone you trust. If you're too afraid to say it to people you know, write about it, find a psychiatrist, find a therapist, get a counselor, get it out of your mind, get it out Because the moment you vent it, it starts the healing process. So that's just a couple of things that are on my mind with regard to your body and ownership. The rape culture, the uh, years of abuse and being afraid to speak on it, the uh, sexual harassment and overtures. Now, in my blog, I talk to you guys about how I've hit puberty since a very young age. I mean, a very, (laughs) very young age. And I started to look like I was a teenager because my body developed very quickly. And if any of you know me now, you pretty much know what I look like. So I've experienced a lot of sexual overtures and comments made by men and at times women and You'll either get the side eye from me, you'll get the quick shut off from me, or I will completely ignore you. But don't test me. Don't test me, nor do you want to touch me because you don't have an invitation to touch me. So the question is to all of you lovies out there, what is your view and what is your opinion on body ownership and body rights. What gives a person the right to believe that they have an invitation to sexual advances to another person's body? Is it their clothing? If a woman is skimply dressed, does it make it her fault? 
if she's sexually harassed or molested or raped. If a man is being extra flirtatious, if he is putting it out there, does it give him, does it, does it give a woman, I should say, the right to throw herself on him, causing him to feel threatened or unlike a man if he doesn't make a move or she then makes a move on him? In my opinion, none of these, none of these give anyone a right to do so. Men actually have a lot of pressure on them because if they're not giving you the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? If they're not giving you the appearance of always being ready to pounce on a woman, then they're not considered men. They're called gay. They're called weak punks and all of these other terms. But the real term is gentleman. And I will take a gentleman any day over a playboy. I'll take a gentleman over a doorknob any single day. Because a gentleman is much cleaner than a doorknob that everyone got to turn on. So, again, what gives the rights? At the end of it all, I don't think anything gives the right other than the words coming out of your mouth without pressure. Without pressure is a big key because you can say the words, but you can also be pressured by threats or your peers to say something you don't mean. So uncoerced and unpressured permission is the only thing that grants anyone access to a person's body from that person. That's my opinion. That's my take on it. You may have different takes on it. So I want to know. I want to hear from you guys. Talk about it on the blog. Call in on the number. Post it on social media. The Instagram, official underscore crystal says, or official crystal says on Facebook. Come on, talk to me. Let me know. What are your thoughts? All right. I look forward to talking to you guys again on the next episode.